Welcome to Whiskey and Lemon. Standing on a rooftop when you have acrophobia, a fear of heights. Holding a spider when you have arachnophobia. Putting yourself in certain places or situations that may trigger agoraphobia. Getting on a plane when you have aerophobia, a fear of flying. Petting a dog when you have sinophobia. Confining yourself to a tight space when you are claustrophobic. Or attending a social gathering when you have social anxiety. Exposure therapy is a psychological treatment that was formulated to aid people in confronting their fears. According to the American Psychological Association, when people are fearful of something, they tend to avoid the feared objects, activities, or situations. Although this avoidance might help reduce feelings of fear in the short term, over the long term it can make the fear become even worse. In such situations, a psychologist might recommend a program of exposure therapy to help break the pattern of avoidance and fear. In this form of therapy, psychologists create a safe environment in which to expose individuals to the things they fear and avoid. The exposure to the feared objects, activities, or situations in a safe environment helps reduce fear and decreases avoidance. Exposure therapy can be effective by repetition because over time, people find that their reactions to feared objects or situations decrease. This is called habituation. It can help weaken previously learned associations between feared objects, activities, or situations and bad outcomes. This is called extinction. It can also help show the client that they can confront their fears and managing their feelings of anxiety. This is called self-efficacy. The client can also learn to attach new and more realistic beliefs about feared objects, activities, or situations, and can become more comfortable with their experience of fear. This is called emotional processing. There are four main types of exposure therapy. One, vivo, which are types that I mentioned at the top of this episode, which is direct real-life experience with an object, situation, or activity that is feared. Number two is imaginal, which is imagining the feared object, situation, or activity in greater detail. So this could be someone that has post-traumatic stress. They would go back and describe the experience. Number three is virtual reality. This is often used when the vivo method cannot be utilized or it is not practical to do so. So let's say someone had a traumatic experience of falling from a tree, and now they have that fear of heights. We could use this method to virtually place them at the top of the tree and replicate the atmosphere to make it as real as possible. So in addition to using VR, virtual reality, glasses, a cool breeze could also be produced as well as a subtle scent of nature. And number four, interoceptive. This could be someone that gets anxious from keeping their eyes closed for long periods of time, afraid of getting their heart rate up or getting warm. We could duplicate this by having the person close their eyes, run in place, or sit in warmer temperatures to learn that the sensation won't harm them. Exposure therapy can also be conducted in three different ways. Number one is the graded exposure, 
The psychologist helps the client construct an exposure fear hierarchy in which feared objects, activities, or situations are ranked according to difficulty. They begin with mildly or moderately difficult exposures, then progress to harder ones. Number two is flooding, using the exposure fear hierarchy to begin exposure with the most difficult tasks. And number three is systematic desensitization, which is a combination of exposure and relaxation exercises to make the client feel more balanced by associating the feared objects, activities, or situations with relaxation. When it comes to worrying, however, it's helpful to do it on a schedule like we discussed in last week's episode. I highly recommend, if you have not listened to that introduction already, that you do go back and listen to that first before continuing this one. Trying to fight off worrying overall is like trying to keep the sun from coming up. We all worry and it's inevitable. If you set aside 10 to 20 minutes to get out all of your worrying at a designated time of day, you can decrease the hold it has on you during other parts of your day. You can be less preoccupied by things that you have no control over. I recommend scheduling that time in the earlier half of the day so that you are more prepared for problem solving the rest of the day. You can start practicing once a week and then do it daily so that it is always on schedule and not at risk of being addressed at late hours of the night which is not preferable because that's when we need our bodies to be more relaxed so we can get a good night's sleep. So schedule that set time and commit to it. So if you must, even jot your worries down so you don't forget any and have them all later. If you just forget them entirely until another day, there is no need to keep notes and worry about things you would have otherwise forgotten and not worried about anyway. At the end of your worrying, think of the ones or underline, if written down, the things you can control and how you can implement changes to eventually cross that off the list. You can even worry hard and intentionally, but then when your scheduled time is up, let it go. Also, ask yourself what limiting beliefs am I telling myself, and how much joyful time am I giving up by worrying about this right now? If you feel you cannot stop worrying about a certain thing, you have another scheduled worry time the next day. So just remind yourself that you can worry about it later. My two quotes for you this week, a Swedish proverb, worry often gives a small thing a big shadow. And a Chinese proverb, that the birds of worry and care fly over your head. This you cannot change. But that they build nests in your hair, this you can prevent. I appreciate every single one of you listening and sharing this podcast with your family and friends. As always, I hope this information was helpful for you. If you are enjoying what you're hearing, please subscribe and make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.